0: What a joy Christmas Sunday is, and another opportunity to look for a few minutes into the Christmas story. Oh, it's full of delights. It's just like you open it up, and, and uh, truly you see, maybe, or you sense, or you think again, or you're reminded of something that is precious about the story of God and coming to the earth. Truly, truly. I've described through this, this Christmas season that the whole Christmas story is a treasure chest. And we just keep finding, just keep seeing. I hope you're seeing things as you read and you hear and you listen and you meditate. That you find great treasures all throughout the Christmas story that encourage you and help you. And you know, and every, every year we need that. And we need that this year. Every time... That Christmas story comes around again and we focus on it. It's an opportunity to open the treasure chest again. And we can't all year round, but especially as we look again for whatever that beautiful facet that God speaks to us about. What a great privilege and opportunity the treasure chest is of God's incredible Christmas story. Three weeks ago, we focused on Joseph. Joseph was a man that... There's so many things in his story that we can enjoy and we can learn from, but it just caught my attention three weeks ago about how Joseph was able to listen to the Holy Spirit in the midst of, during, in the process of all that went on in his turned upside down world. We think we have our world turned upside down. Do you think Joseph did? I mean, can you imagine what he dealt with and how everything... And his life just seemed to be coming apart the things that were most important to him. And yet in the midst of that, he was able to slow down and listen to the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came, number one, he was ready to receive it. And when that angel came in the night, Joseph, of course, was sleeping when the angel came. And while he was asleep, the angel came and gave him that great message. And Joseph was able to listen to it. And then we focused for a while on Mary. Her ability, especially, Mary, to trust God. And how precious Mary's heart was tender, and it was responsive, and she was willing to do what God wanted her to do. Willing is such an important word for every Christian. Willing to listen to God. Willing to do whatever God prompts you to do. She glorified God. She praised them. And so both Mary and Joseph have so many qualities to admire and to learn from. And I've enjoyed that. And then last week, we read of one of the great prophecies about Jesus. And how precious the Old Testament tells us about what Jesus would do in His life. Those prophecies that we read last week were written about 700 years or so before Jesus came. Think of that. 700 years they were written, and yet, when they're quoted in the book of Matthew and Luke, they just seem like they could have been written yesterday. They're so real. They're so true. They're so on. We read, He shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. And how 700 years before Jesus came and 2,000 years since then, we read that, that fourth description of Jesus. The Prince of Peace. And so to seek that peace and to seek His Spirit is so important for us. All those qualities. The Counselor and the Father and the Prince of Peace. God has... An eternal plan. God has a plan for all of eternity. And the Christmas story is a part of that. The Christmas story is, is God reaching into history. Reaching into our world. And offering us a tremendous gift. A tremendous gift that He does. The coming of Jesus was planned way back there long before Isaiah wrote the prophecies that he did, long before Moses and the law, long before the call to Abraham, and way back there somewhere, maybe some people believe that it was even before the creation of time that God, the Godhead chose the path that the Son would take to reconcile man who God would create in His image And because he created him in his image and he gave him free will, he knew that man would choose to reject him. Somehow that was all a part of the creative mind of God. I I think that. Before time began, God the Father and Jesus the Son, although he wasn't called Jesus then, it was God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Way back there in eternity, they, they were one and they... They planned together, they somehow foresaw human history, I believe, and and the path was chosen. How would God respond to the free will of man and His choices? Before time began, somewhere back there, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were working together, as they did at creation, when God spoke And Jesus created and the Holy Spirit brought forth somehow the creation. And the Christmas story is something like that too. It's almost like I can think of it as a second creation. Amazing. Matthew and the angel and Joseph. I want to read a little bit in verse 22 of Matthew chapter 1. It says, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. I want to focus for a few minutes on that great, precious idea and expression of Emmanuel. God with us. What does it mean that God is with us? Matthew is in one verse here, two verses explaining... The idea that God's going to come to be with us. And in Christmas, God breaks through human history. And He comes to be with us. As I said, it's a 700 year old prophecy. It's taken these words that I just read, quoted directly from Isaiah chapter 7. It's amazing, this prophecy, this long prophecy and... and, uh, and, and several places in Isaiah that is an indication of what God's beautiful timetable and plan is. 700 years. God's eternal plan. His everlasting plan. Isaiah gives us an inkling and then quoted by Matthew of of this plan that God has had way back there. And it's for all of eternity. I mean, what what God does at Christmas time... What God does when Jesus came was to unleash this plan, begin this plan. I use the term, it was conceived by God. It was preconceived, both the plan was conceived by God. And then when Jesus came to take on flesh, He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. There's this oneness between God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in the Christmas story. Every part of it is, is full of the, the nature of God and the plan of God and God reaching out to you and to me. Long before Abraham was called or Moses was chosen, God was working in human history. Even long before Adam was created, God had preconceived this plan, the Godhead. Uh, and there was a choice made that God would come. God would step out of eternity and into our world because we needed that. Because sin had separated us from God. Because of the, the consequences of the sin nature. And what would be happening, God knew that He was going to come and He would step outside of create, being the Creator and into our world. His purpose would be Salvation. His purpose would be to connect again to mankind. And so Matthew records, and we're told she will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Way back there, God knew even the name, the Godhead knew even the name of this baby that would come. It would be salvation. That's the message for us that we can. Enjoy today. And now turn to Luke, John chapter 1, verse 1. I want to read these verses that describe also the beautiful picture of how God comes to our world at Christmas time. John describes it a little bit different. He says in verse 1 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing has was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Then verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth, came from the Father. The sun, the power of God came at Christmas time. John describes this almost impossible to comprehend this, this movement of the Creator, the one who created all the stars, created life, created the mountains, created the islands. Created the animals. Created everything. John's helping us to understand how it is that a Creator can come and be with us. Imagine that. The same Creator back in eternity past is the one that came up the plan for Jesus to come. The Word became flesh and dwelled among us. A beautiful story. Who would have thought that God would have come as a baby. In the womb of a a young virgin. Named Mary. Who would have thought that God would somehow be with us. By coming and taking on the body and the nature and the personality and, and the experiences of us. What an idea. That's how an infinite God Can relate to us. He was with God. John says here. Jesus. Referring to Jesus. The Word. The Son. He was with God. And He was God. He was with God in the beginning. An amazing connection. For eternity. With the Father, the Son. And the Holy Spirit. Always. And forever God. Think of that. Jesus, this baby, was, is, and always will be God to come with us. Always and forever. So we we don't want to miss who he was or what he did or why he came. I'm also thinking about <coughs> the amazing truth that Jesus, though He wasn't called Jesus then, I don't, I don't think, He was the Son. Way back then, He was the creative power, and John says that. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. How can it be that we think of God the Father as the Creator, and we think of the Son as the Creator, and we think of the Holy Spirit? The truth is, all three were the Creator. All apart, the same nature, the same person with different personality All of them were the Creator, all in one. (coughs) And John emphasizes, he has that creative power. In him was life. In Jesus coming to the earth, God is giving life again. Life that had been dulled. Life that had been taken. Life that had been cheated. When Jesus came, God was restoring life, the, the plan. And John says, He would become the light of man. Think of that, just that. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. When Jesus came, He, he came into a world of sin and darkness. And this time period is not past until He comes back. And, and a new heaven and a new earth. He came to give life to us. So that we could know Him and connect to Him again. God came to the world in the sun, shining God's light in a dark place. When Jesus came, it's like this great big light just appeared in Bethlehem. And began to light the world. And through His life, and His ministry, and His teaching, and His miracles, and His identity, and then His death on the cross, the light was spreading A place where sin had created such separation. Such brokenness. Such ugliness. God sent His Son into that world. The light of the world. Into that world, God sent Emmanuel. God with us. That's one of the most beautiful thoughts. Beautiful thoughts in the whole Bible is God with us. If you're able to, I just, I just would love for you to take home with you today a thought that you would, keep, you would keep holding on to. God with me. God with us. God's with you. If you're a believer today, God has promised that He'll be with you. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. The Holy Spirit was given to indwell in you and to guide you and show you the light of God. That's beautiful. That's marvelous. That's, that's just, it's amazing. God's presence with you. God reaching down and reaching out to you. I mean, do you remember what it was like with Adam and God? We read in the first two chapters of the Bible how it says that God walked with Adam In the cool of the day, and you just have this. I have this picture in my mind, so I don't know if God was a physical presence. I'm really not sure about that, but somehow I see this and I imagine at least the relational part of it and how it is that God was there in the Garden of Eden and He was walking with Adam and talking to him. You just imagine what that was like. I don't know. I don't know what it looked like. Tried to find a picture on the internet of it and I don't think anybody knows what it really looked like. But, the idea, Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. And how precious that relationship was. And how devastating when sin entered the world. And sin entered into mankind. Again, the free will of man. why God allowed that, I don't know. But He did. But He had a plan for it. And what sin had broken in Adam's life, God made this plan and began to work. And he, God cared about that. God's heart was broken by man's sin. God's heart was broken by the, the, the disconnect, the consequences of sin that impacted mankind. God was Grieved that He made man, He said at one point, because of the sin. That time period was short, but God put in motion a plan that would bring back that relationship between us and God that could be restored. Christmas is about restoring something that was broken, something that was lost. Somehow restoring the sense of meaning, the sense of purpose. That sense of belonging that was broken between God and man. The sense of belonging. How important it is for mankind to know that he belongs to a creator. I think this need of belonging is so deep within the human heart, and people have, cultures and languages have, every single culture out there has tried to address this need. By creating who they think God is. Think of that, that sense of belonging that people have in human relationships and a relationship with a with a creator. I'm thinking second to the physical needs that we would think about. I mean, we we think about we need air, we need water, we need food, all those things that are so important to us, but the most important emotional and spiritual need we have is to be connected to god it's also important we're connected to one another and the brokenness of sin has broken the relationship of belonging in humanity so that we are striving for and looking for and wanting something that has been broken the consequences of sin our needs are ever present god knows those needs Since so a loving, eternal, heavenly God, a Godhead, He made a promise. He said, I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to be with you. I'm coming to be with you. Emmanuel, God is with us. Today, we can be thankful that God did not leave us where we were at. Individually, or a world... And even though things seem so dark around us sometimes, and it is, God is in the midst of that and He's going to bring this world through that. As we get closer to that, we think more about that. And so this Creator, who was above and outside the creation, this God, this Godhead, God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, outside of of the creation, steps into the creation. Emmanuel, God is with us. The Word became flesh. And He made His dwelling among us, describing Jesus when He comes, verse 14. We have seen His glory, the glory of the One and the Only Son. John gives us just a little picture, a little glimpse, just like Isaiah gave us a little bit, Matthew gave us a little bit, here John gives us a little bit from a different perspective. He says, we beheld His glory. There He is, the baby. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Here's this little baby that comes into the world in Bethlehem. Though few knew why or how it happened, and, and, and the story would be told later, but there He is. We beheld His glory. The whole New Testament, the Gospels tell us about the glory of Jesus, how Jesus was fully God and fully man, and He he came to show us the fullness of the love of God and the plan of salvation. He came so that we would have salvation, that we would be forgiven, that there's a solution to this brokenness that sin has caused. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And for 30 years or so, He lived with us. Not us, because we came along later, but with humanity in Israel, in Jerusalem, in that area, God lived and dwelt there among the people. They could see Him. They could know Him. They could hear Him. They could wrestle with His identity. They could talk about uh, the Messiahship. They didn't understand. Some would come to know, and many would after His resurrection and the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Then He went to the cross, and He paid for all those sins of the brokenness of humanity, past, present, and future. When Jesus went to the cross, He went not only for the sins of that day, but He went for the sins of our day too. And He bore on the cross 2,021. He bore on the cross 2022. He knew it all. He had it within the scope of his creative mind. Jesus bore our sins on Calvary. What an amazing way that Emmanuel came to be with us. He rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven. And we're told that He sits at the right hand of the Father. There He is again, back in heaven, in eternity, outside of our time. There He is again. He's back there where He was from eternity past, a short time on earth. And now He's back there. And so we think, well, all right, God came, but then He left. But no, He sent the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit is with us, Emmanuel. God with us. The Holy Spirit is God's promise that He would never leave us nor forsake us. He would never turn His back away from us, but He would be there to call us and to draw us and to help us and to speak to us. And what a great privilege that is. Today, Emmanuel is with us. For every believer, that Holy Spirit is there, present in your life and for all of eternity. Wanting to speak to you. God's presence now. God's salvation. God's forgiveness. And, and, and number four, relationship. God wants relationship with you. He's not looking to have a textbook on the shelf of your life and you pull it out. and Okay, that's God and He does this. Put it back in there. No. Just like you long for relationship in your life, You long to belong. You long for to be loved. You long to be connected. Even far more than that is a God who made you who longs to be connected to you. He created that idea. He created belonging. So, realize today how important you are to God. And He wants to be connected to your life. He doesn't want to be Someone that once in a while you think about. He doesn't want to be part of your life. He wants to be your life. And life to be blessed with many good things. He wants to be number one. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, and thy strength. That's what He wants. And He'll bless you. He loves you. He planned for you. He's planning eternity for you. Both God's presence in this life and for all of eternity. Christmas was not the beginning of the plan. But it was the beginning for us. To experience the wonder of a God who came to be with us. He has come to be with us. Praise His name. Christmas is about remembering again that relationship that God wants for us. Emmanuel, God with us. Christmas is a time also to to confess our faith in Christ. To realize who this Emmanuel was, that He died for our sins. That we cannot be fixed. We cannot be restored without the Son. Without the Emmanuel, God with us. We can live life and die and go into eternity without God but He offers that gift to us. If we receive the Lord Jesus Christ confess our sins and ask Him to come into our heart then that connection is made again and oh how He wants that for every one of us. How God desires that connection and that closeness would be. Do you know what it's like today? To sense that Emmanuel in your heart, God with you. Do you sense today that God is with you? If you don't today, I want you to know He's a prayer away. And He wants to assure you that He's there and He's waiting to come in. He's waiting to be with you. He's waiting to say, I want that relationship with you, I want that connection. I want you to know that I love you so much that the Son came. God the Father would say, my Son came. And now my Holy Spirit is here to help you. If you'll walk with me. Relationship. God with us. How beautiful. There's a song we're going to sing a cappella in closing. It's a chorus and I know that you, you probably have heard it. Would you stand with me this morning? Just look at these words to start with, if you would, today. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, His name is called Emmanuel. God with us, revealed in us, His name is called Emmanuel. On this Christmas Sunday, I want to encourage you as we sing this and we close this time together, if you don't, know that God is with you today, that you would just open your heart and pray a simple prayer. God, I want to know You. I know You died for my sins. I want You to be my Savior and I want You to be with me. I want You to be in me, Holy Spirit. Thank You for Your plan. God, come to me. Pray that prayer as we sing together if that's on your heart and your mind. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, his name is called Emmanuel. God with us, revealed in us, his name. Is called Emmanuel, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you that you are a God with us. You're not like the gods that I've I've seen. I remember so painful when I went to India and I went into that temple. All their gods sitting around, some screaming. Demanding lifeless gods demanding something but you're a living God that gives so much God help us to know how important relationship is and that you are reaching out to us and that you are with us that you are our Emmanuel I thank you for that today I pray that our faith would be real it would be strong God that you would that you would help us To see how precious and valuable an ongoing relationship is with God. And that we can nurture that. We can respond to that. Help us today, I pray. Thank you for this group. Thank you for this church. Thank you for those that are with us in person or online today. May they feel closer to the heart of God, I pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Kids, if you want to come up, be great. If you want to help with the project, you're welcome to do that. Thank you.